0: This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Lauren Lataro, we dive even deeper into the choreographic elements of Waitress, and she shares some wonderful lessons learned along the way. Keep on, keeping on. Did you study Did you study movements? Of, and I'm sure you do this already in your daily life, but in terms of waitress, had you gone out and studied any particular movements or the way people or you just had, you know, picked up a coffee pot and you just kind of, you know, figured the way you would lift it? And, you know, what was that with because the, the props are so integrated?
1: Oh, it was tedious. Yeah, it was tedious. My husband says the biggest... The, I don't cook. I don't really bake. Although now i started baking, ironically, in this <laughs> pandemic. But he's um, like, I finally baked a pie. But, um, you know, he says that the biggest grocery bill we ever had was when I was auditioning for Waitress, but I went to the grocery store to get all these ingredients. But um, I... I uh, no, we were in a room with dancers. I brought in a, ton, I brought in a suitcase of my kitchen stuff, you know. Yeah. I, and we just started playing around with it, and so much of it was so boring, I have to tell you, and we just we just did so many hours of work on it that we got to then choose like what was the most dynamic, because it's really boring. pouring a cup of coffee is really not what you come to Broadway to see, which is not, so you know. And we got in so many arguments because in that finale, I insisted on real water, you know, oh, and yeah. everyone hated me. And I was like, I don't want to see fake water. I don't want to see it. I just, I hate it. I want to see sugar. I want to see, I want to see sensual liquid and sensual, you know, pouring of sugar, yeah. which of course we use salt because sugar attracts rodents. So, right. you know, right. <laughs> but I just wasn't interested in faking it. I just thought was missing the sensuality of this stuff.
0: Had you, the whole time working on Waitress, was there, what was that overall process for you? Was that, was that another job? Was that something incredibly special? Was it both? Did you see it working oh, it was from amazing. the beginning? Were there a lot of doubts? No,
1: I had no idea. I remember being in previews being like, oh my God, like, I mean, on one level, it's like this emancipation of a woman away from an abusive marriage, which is thrilling. Mm-hmm. On another level, it's about a woman who's like cheating on her husband, while she's pregnant, like you know, who doesn't really want the baby? I mean, like, her she's she's not like. I mean, her morals, as we all have morals that are sort of not always in alignment. I, I, she's a very what you call like what a nineteen fifties classic flawed hero, right? Right. Yeah. And I just was like, our our audiences okay seeing a woman be such a flawed hero? We're used to seeing men as flawed heroes now for years and years and years. Yeah. You know, but it's like. Okay, here's a woman, like, who's like, you know, and you are dealing with pregnancy, which already has so much stuff around it, but it worked, you know, it really worked, the heart of it, really, people got it, people understood it,
0: you know. It's beautiful, seeing it and being a part of it are two different things, you just, there's so much that happens in that show, with props and movement, and the whole thing, it's so beautifully stylized, so... Kudos! Good. Kudos. I um Thanks. curious, what what do you love about dance? What what does it do for oh, you?
1: For me, I mean, it does different things now. Ironically, I keep thinking about this about as I'm you know what happens now, yeah. but um, I mean, for me, it always was like it's like the only way you can fly. I mean, it's like it's like. I always laugh when I read, like, dance critics in The Times, and I'm like, these guys, like, with these silly critiques, like, these dancers don't care. They're flying. They're on stage flying. (laughs) Like, they are, like, above all of this. Like, the idea that, you know, it's so silly to me. It's like, because this feeling of adrenaline and dopamine, it's like, it's like, you're high. When we used to go out at Juilliard, we used to, it was pretty, obviously, a very intense week, right? Sure. I mean, imagine the week. You start ballet class at 8 a.m., you're dancing until 9 p.m., basically every day with like an hour for lunch break and an hour for dinner, and you have to do homework somewhere in there. Yeah. It was very intense, and it was Monday through Saturday. And then on Sundays, we all used to go clubbing in New York City, because back then, that was the thing to do we'd go to the tunnel we'd go to nels like we'd go out dancing for hours (laughs) and we never drank and we never we never took drugs and i think people around us like i i didn't even notice that they were drinking and doing drugs but like we were high from dancing i mean it was nice that we would stay out dancing all night on a sunday night and like, roll, we'll, like wipe off the makeup and go to ballet class. I mean, we were like the Energizer bunnies. But in a way, we had this natural sort of high that was happening from the dancing. And, uh, you know, I'm so grateful that I, I feel superhuman that I've gotten to experience that.
0: Do you, do you dream about dancing?
1: Yes. In fact, last night I had a dream about dancing. Yeah, I still do dream about dancing.
0: Do your ideas yep. of choreography come from it? Or is it, are they just kind of... You know, not
1: often. I mean, I I get a lot of ideas like right when I wake up or or if I can't go to sleep at night, a lot of I'll ruminate on an idea then for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you see and I'm I I, is always a curious question for me. Do you see dance as colors? Do you do you see it in any other way other than movement? Or is it exactly what you see of a human doing?
1: No, I don't sense. see dance in movement really, ironically at all. I always see it as an idea. It's okay. not. I'm not visual that way. I mean, so I can go to a museum and certainly get a ton of ideas by looking at paintings, for sure. Because I think pointillism versus, you know, the Matisse cutouts. Th- those relate for me and my brain to style. Like, what does pointillism look like in dance? Mm. Um, so that way, it relates to me but not in the way that I look at a painting and want to make it come to life. You know, those feel like college exercises, like sure. go see the Rodin's and, you know, sure. make the thinker come to life. <laughs> but I, I think, <laughs> which was literally one of like the things we had to do. Yeah. But, um, and I, am not that visual ironically. So again, it's like, it's all about the salad bowl for me. It's all about like, why, why is she baking? Why? So, and then that, then that helps me create how she moves. Yeah. that's how my brain works it's not you
0: know no that's I mean it's so it's so I'm so curious because I you know sitting there and seeing your work it's just that's the thought I have I'm like where does this come from I could never think of some of those pie movements (laughs) it's just so creative that's why I that's why I ask Um, when you when you fall off track or lose focus how do you get back on track
1: you just push through it yeah You just you just push through it and you really and and you have to lean on the people around you and you just have to be honest. I mean, I I say I don't know so many times in a process, you know, because why not? Because then I need my support. Because then my, the director might say something, one thing, but that he or she doesn't even realize is going to break open an idea for me. Or my associates, or a dancer in the room, or the writers, or, or the, the, you know, the, the, the musical director. So it's like, if I know what I'm doing, I can have a clear path for everybody. And then there's plenty of moments where I'm like, I'm not sure where this goes. And then other people sort of can fill in the gaps. And so and we find the way, you know, we find the way. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about collaborating. I love it, is you're never alone. And if you're stuck, there's always somebody around to sort of, you know, give a nudge or throw an idea out.
0: I get this impression that there's always an answer for you. You can always find the answer. There's no getting stuck (laughs) permanently. You just... Well, no, and also there's a million
1: ways... I always say there's a million ways to skin a cat, but like probably, it's probably time to have a better version of that. Like, th- there's right. a million answers. There's not only one way, but that's the beauty of an idea. If the idea is clear, then you can choreograph it a million different ways and still have the idea be clear. Yeah. The, the choreography on some level doesn't even matter. It's, it's, about, it's about expression of an idea. It's about, it's about sharing a moment with your audience. And dance is just a vehicle, you know. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful. Are there changes you've made that have increased positivity and decreased negativity in your life? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> over the years?
0: Sure. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think for me, the choice to be a mom, get married, and, and still work for me has offered me this... This business inherently is on shaky ground all the time. Pandemic aside, you you are always a freelancer. You never know what's going to be in style, what's going to be out of style. You never know what the person on the other table is looking for. We're never—it's never steady, and that's the reality of it. And you have to be okay with it. And for me, I wasn't willing to give up. Um, the experience of motherhood for a business that is so shaky. Mm. So I was willing to do, you know, so far there's been no real trade-off. There's been a few shows I've turned down because, you know, it can only go out of town so many times a year. Right. But um, I've been very lucky to have a nice work-life balance, of course, a pandemic side. But um, but I was unwilling to to. To, to make my life less important than the business. And I'm so grateful that I, I chose that. And, and, and it was scary. It was so, so scary. It was like, I didn't tell anybody I was pregnant. I was eight months pregnant. And my producer, I was doing a show, was like, um, um are, you, are you pregnant? Like, he was so scared. I literally had a belly out. Like <laughs> I was about to give birth. I mean, Nobody knew for nine months that I was having a baby. I just didn't tell anybody in the industry. I just was unwilling to be taken off the table for any work if that was going to happen.
0: Wow. that was, And how long were you out for 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 work, you know, with the giving, giving birth and having the child before you step back into the rehearsal room?
1: Two and a half weeks.
0: I thought you were going to say months. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: no. I went back to work. I, I was doing Merrily, We Roll Along, and I'm forever grateful to those guys wow. because... They all had kids, Fiasco and Alex Gimignani, and um, I am forever grateful because there I was, like, po- you know, postpartum, pumping, you know, breast milk, yeah. like, just very, very emotional. It was, like, the perfect space to be in because they were so generous. Oh, my
0: goodness. So generous. With um, Doubtfire. How has that how have you been viewing that situation? And I mean, I know there's like, there's so many question marks. And I know there might be things that we cannot talk about on a recorded forum. But what what is that looking like for you right now? And the, you know, recovering from that, you know, that pause and what the future of that project is for
1: you. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, it, it, where all systems go. I mean, we're still talking on right. the phone and we're working. We were so close. I mean, I know. We're in, we were like about to do a fourth preview, but like we're in such good shape because we were, we went out of town and we, you know, I feel like we did it the right way. And Jerry is like just the clearest leader in the room. It's just so easy to work with him. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've, we're so close. So we can't wait to get back in there. We're changing one number and we're making some shortening and switching some things around towards the end of the show. But so much of the show is just stunning and works so well. And Rob McClure is just, he's an absolute genius at this. So it's like, you know, it's so close is all I want to say, you know? So we don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, Literally, nobody understands yet when Broadway's opening up, so the producers aren't trying to hide anything from us. We're, everybody's in communication constantly, but literally, there's just been no um, decision making yet. Everybody's, it's like a wait and see, you know?
0: Yeah. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I had Wayne and Carrie on the show, the the book writers. Uh, about two years ago on this podcast oh they're awesome just, they're just so smart it's so clever i can't wait to mm-hmm. see it it's an all-star team you guys have there so yeah. that's very exciting i think
1: the wait i think you guys will come back to work too i oh. think that tour will open back
0: up yes oh yeah february i think roughly was the conversation that has been floating around it's oh, oh, so many there's good. so many months i've heard so many different months about everything so it's, yeah you everyone yeah. will find out yeah. at the same time um, yeah, exactly. Favorite books or most gifted books? Any, any of them stand out to you? Books?
1: Oh, God. I mean, I'm reading Trust Exercise right now, which is really fun. Okay. I read a ton. Um, my friend Nathan Englander is a really beautiful writer. Uh, um, you know, I'm reading Tate Nahisi Coates right now, yeah. as is the rest of the world, it feels like. Um, yeah, that's what I'm reading at the moment, but I'm a big reader. Always reading, okay. yeah. Uh, Murakami is another famous, you know, I love Murakami books.
0: Yeah, that's, um, well, I know, because you had, you had mentioned you had, you've had more time to sit and also watch, uh, you know, documentaries or movies, and... Yeah. I don't know if any come to mind that you've appreciated.
1: We just watched 13th last night, which was mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, and I watched um, the Joni Mitchell documentary, which was beautiful, and the... Uh, um, Linda Ronstadt documentary, which is beautiful. And what great. else? Oh, there's a documentary on psychedelics that's pretty fabulous, too. So it's been fun. Every <laughs> night my husband and I sit and like watch something. Yeah. It's
0: been it's great. Done. Every night. Education. Um, favorite do you have a favorite failure or a parent failure that set you up for success? Oh my God, I have so many.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you I'll share a failure. When one of the jobs when I left concert dance, Um, I got into the Radio City Christmas show. And I was young and like a punk, you know, and a big ego from Juilliard, you know. And um, the Radio City Christmas show, you know, it's a machine. It's a factory. You're a dancer. You're expected to stay on your mark and do your thing and not pull any focus and not take up any time. And at the time, I couldn't handle that. And I think I was like, I literally think I was, like, changing choreography on stage. Like, could you imagine, like, now as an adult, I look back and I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, I I was, like, bored. So I was, like, doing, like, a triple pirouette instead of a double or a bigger arm where there wasn't a bigger arm, which is crazy, right? It's like, now it sounds crazy. But at the time, it really seemed like, I I don't know. I can't believe I'm saying this to you, but this is what I was doing. Yeah. So um, the dance captain of that show, of course, disliked me, and I got a million notes to show, and um, I got my first Broadway show, Swing, and I got the job, and then I think what happened is, how dance captains do, everybody talks to each other, so it's like, I think that dance captain was like checking on me since I was a non-equity, you know, little kid, basically, you know, and... The, and, the, and the report was, oh my God, she's, she's a disaster, she's a, she's a trouble, you know, it's like, she's, just, it's, she's not worth it, she's, you know. And I'm really, really, really lucky that the dance captain of the Broadway show Swing, I still got the job. Mm-hmm. And on the first day of rehearsal, he, uh, he just sat me down and he said, look, I just want to be honest with you. He said, I believe in giving people chances because I never trust anybody fully. He said, but I'm going to tell you that this is what I heard about you. And you're on Broadway now. And that does not fly here. And this is how things go. You listen to me. You do the steps. You're on your mark. You hang up your clothing for your dressers. You are, you know, you are kind to everybody, you know. And, um, and thank God he did. Not that I wasn't kind to everybody. I was kind to everybody. But, you know, right, it right, was just right. sort of like, just check in with me. About what it means and, and, um, and thank God he did that for me and I think from that moment on, I was m- a million times more conscientious about about aspects of the job you know that are required for you. and um, it really really it, you know it was a real blessing in disguise that that's what happened for my first Broadway show. It could have been much worse I could have lost the job.
0: Yeah I mean you but know? Also, and, I mean thank God you, you heard it because people get that. And they don't hear it. (laughs) They don't like they hear it. They don't listen. And that's like Yeah, no, 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 I heard it. I heard it. I definitely heard it. Yeah, for sure. And
1: it really shifted you know, everything for me. I
0: I, yeah, I can only I can only imagine. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's a what a great moment. Yeah. Um, okay, as we as we wrap up here, do you uh, metaphorically speaking, do you have a word or phrase that you would put on a billboard? For millions of people to see about life, theater, current situations, anything. I mean, it can be, or it could be three different billboards, things that come to mind. I don't know. Forward. Forward. That's... Inspire. You know, forward,
1: inspire. And breathe. I'd say those would be my three words at the moment.
0: At (laughs) At the moment. No, that's so. I mean, yeah. That's thank you, thank you, Lauren, for doing this, for taking the time to chat with me. It's it's such a wonderful moment to you know dive a little deeper into what keeps you moving forward. So, oh, thank you it. so much. Thank there, you, thank you. Uh, before we end here, is there anything else you want to add? I do have one more question. No, for you, no. I I, I I'm yeah. remiss if I don't ask. Art ammo. Um, yes. Uh, can you can you talk about that a little bit for a second? What it is etc.
1: Yeah, no, I mean my sister and I, you know, the the gun thing in this country for me is just sort of like I just can't believe the gun laws in this country and yeah. it exacerbates everything. Every aspect of our society is made worse by the amount of guns on 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 the streets, on in the hands of people. It's just it's insane. It's just insane to me. And I just I hit a point a couple of years ago where I was in so much pain and I wanted to do a benefit on a Monday night in a theater. Cause that's what we do on Broadway. We do benefits at theaters on Monday nights. <laughs> yes. And ironically I was with assisting Stephen Hoggett and Michael Mayer and they were like, take it to the streets. Why are you going to do it in the theater when everybody in Broadway, uh, um, in theater already agrees with you? What is the point? So you'll raise a couple thousand dollars. Who cares? Right. Take it to the streets. So we came up with this idea and we just and we executed it and then people around the country, you know, we started flying around the country and doing some more of it, you know. So and um, we still have a Facebook page and we still invite people to do it and people do it all over. And um, you know, that's what we do. And it just it really it really relates to so many aspects of things, you know.
0: Yeah. And that can be so found just, that can be found at artamo.org. And how long yeah. how long has that been going on for you? how long
1: since sandy hook sandy hook the the shooting at sandy hook for me was just like it shook me to my core and that the idea that after that like that that a kid can buy an ar-14 a kid it's crazy you know and and these gun laws where you can go to a gun show and buy these semi-automatic weapons without a trace you know because of all these loopholes or um, and I just, for me, I just had to do something. I just felt like I was going to explode. So that's what I did.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing that you've created that. And it's, you know, and I know just from touring the country, once you get to the center of it, it's a whole different world. <laughs> There's just oh, yeah. things happening. I'm like, what? These billboards. So it's yeah. good. We'll keep moving yeah. forward. And I love that. And it's going to be, all those links will be in the bio. So anyone who wants to learn more can uh, click and read. Lauren, thank you. Thank you so much. Stay in touch, okay? Will do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Lauren Lataro. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.